Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Ah, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. What's going on, race fans? Thank you for tuning in to another edition of In the Marbles, whether you're listening on your favorite podcast platform or on the Unhinged Sports Network. We welcome you. What's going on, Matt? Not much, Preston. How's it going, everyone? What a interesting week of racing, and we only have one more week to go, at least in NASCAR, that is, Yep. until we get done with 2020 in NASCAR. And again, I must applaud NASCAR going all the way from start to finish, completing the whole season. You can't put an asterisk on the championships coming up here. No, because we have run the full season. We've run the full season. There's no asterisk, in my opinion. There's no anything, in my opinion, to damper that at all. But, man, crazy week of racing. Not what I expected from some, what I expected from others. But we'll get more into that. First of all, as we do on every episode, we hope everybody's doing well out there in the Marbles Nation out there, in the Unhinged Sports Network, as well as just in the world in general. We hope everything's going well. Family and friends are fine. Preston, how are your family? How are you doing? How's work? How's life? Life is uh, it's good. A bit tiring at times. A bit tiring at work times. Work is a little busy. Work is a little busy from time to time, but you know what? I'm glad I have a job. I, I am too, even though uh, the other day I got rained on. but That happens, man. Get a raincoat. Yeah, I guess I need to invest in one of those. <laughs> that that would help tremendously, especially it's starting to get colder, man. And yep. you got to have a raincoat of some kind to keep you warm. You don't want hypothermia. That'd be cool if uh, we ended up uh, having raincoats in the marbles. 
since you know we have teespring.com forward slash storage forward slash in the marbles. A bit too early for the well, ad reads, hey. in my opinion. But hey, yeah, we might have to get some raincoats if they have some available. But I don't know if those would be a hot seller. Maybe they could be. You never know. They could be. But how's the family? How's family's how's good? Family? How's the baby? How are the kids? Kids are good. Looking forward to it. They have a good Halloween. Yes, we did some trick or treating over in uh, your old neighborhood. Oh, White Gables. Yep. Okay. Sure did. We came up. Well, we have some friends that live up there, so okay. We went uh, let the kids do some trick or treating. I made it up there about eight o'clock because I was working all day Saturday. So okay, but good, good, safe Halloween for everything like that. Yeah, I um, the kids didn't get the kind of candy I was hoping for. I wanted to take my dad tax out and uh, and candy. Yeah, absolutely. But there was there wasn't really much that I really liked. So man, I was upset. Uh, well, it happens sometimes. It's hit or miss with candy. But there was a lot of houses that were really decked out. I know last year when we lived there, there were some really good ones. Yeah, it was, I, wow. it, it was pretty impressive of what people did. And There was uh, one house that was a uh, straight-up uh, nightmare before Christmas. I mean, they, have, they even had, like, little benches out there for okay. kids to sit on and watch the movie. And, and here's here's the debate I wanted to have last week, and it's kind of outdated now that it's November and we're getting more into Thanksgiving. We're in the holiday season. They've already got Christmas music on the radio. Yep. We're, in, we're in the holiday season. Yeah. So, But here's my debate for you last week. I should have done it last week, but did it this week. Is Nightmare Before Christmas a Christmas movie or a Halloween movie? Uh, man, I've always kind of thought that it was more of a Halloween yeah, movie. Yeah, 100%. It was a ha- it's a Halloween movie. But I wouldn't say it one hundred percent. There's, I mean, I guess some people could make cases for it, but I, I think maybe it probably is a Halloween movie. Yeah, it's I don't think stra- it's really much of a Christmas. Yeah, movie. it's straight up a <laughs> Halloween movie, man. I mean, so, I, again, it, well, it was all right, but I, all I did Halloween, I worked for a friend of ours, and it was a quiet night, so that's good. The, it's always a good thing. The traditional Halloween is crazy. That didn't happen, and it was a full moon on Halloween, which made it crazy. So I watched Hocus Pocus. Oh. And just waiting for someone to light that black flame candle so the Sanderson sisters come back. Oh. And that didn't happen, though? No, I didn't see anything. If it, if it did, it happened in Salem. <laughs> like, where is it set? <laughs> but, man, that's awesome. Everything's going well. Got a lot to cover here. One more week of race coverage for In the Marbles as far as that. And then we get into, I think, the most fun stretch of the three months of when we do this show. That is where we can... Do whatever we want. Talk about whatever we want. The show's going to be longer, shorter. doesn't matter. And we're going to have a fun little thing for that coming up here to get the fans interacted with that. Okay. So we can have some fun on the offseason and talk racing. But you have anything else, man, before we hop into it? Nope. Let's get it. All right. So, as always, we start off with the news of auto racing. So let's get into the news. All right. A lot of Formula One heavy news. So... That you brought up to my attention. I couldn't really find anything. Everybody was just talking about the Final Four going into Phoenix for all three series in NASCAR, Truck, Xfinity, and Cup. So not really much to cover on as far as that, but you got some pieces of Formula One news. And the first piece of news is this. Lewis Hamilton, no guarantee in Formula One in 2020 to stay with Mercedes. Now, you brought that to my attention. I think it's just a little bit of, hey, I'm... I'm playing these games right now. I don't think he's serious. I think if you're okay, they just won their seventh constructors championship. Yeah. In a row, which mm-hmm. is really impressive. The most that was ever done, I think, was with Ferrari from what, early nineties to 
or late nineties to two thousand mid two thousands. So seven championships in a row. Why'd you bring this up to our attention? What do we need to know about this? Well, I think, I mean, I, I kind of agree with you. I think that Lewis Hamilton's probably paying, it's, I wouldn't say it's a joke, but I think he's just kind of, he's dogging people out there. But, I mean, there are rumors that Total Wolf is going to move into some kind of a new role. So, but, I mean, I just, I don't see Mercedes not re-signing Lewis Hamilton. Let's be real here. Not at least fighting for him. This to- guy's got, hey, oh, Ryan. Ryan. <laughs> no, that, that was my fault. No, I don't see uh, Mer- <laughs> I don't see Mercedes re-signing him whatsoever. That was a total accident, folks. I'm sorry. The, that- the camera controls are next to the soundboard. I mean, you could maybe play a hey man into this to fact well, that I, he's I, dogging I guess, everybody. I guess I should have just gone with it and said, "Yeah, man, hey man, lose <laughs> Hamilton, quit playing games." But, but he's he's got a, he's he's got a wins record now. So why would you want to part ways with somebody like that? I don't think Mercedes is necessarily going to part ways with him. I think they're going to keep him or entice him in order to keep him. I just, I think it, I think it's maybe a joke. I just figured I'd bring it up because it was, it was out there when I was scrolling through social media the other day. It was on Sky Sky Sports, the, uh, yeah. the sports network over there in uh, England. So. I was like, hey, why not? So I, I read it, and of course, you know, the the comments all talked about how there's no way this has got to be a joke and blah, 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 this well, and that. So. We'll see, man, because you did bring up the second piece. It's not really news, but it's the lineup for the 2021, the driver's lineup for 2021. As we can see on screen right now, if you're watching YouTube, Lewis Hamilton has not re-signed. There's an open seat for Red Bull. There's two open seats for Haas. Aston Martin has yet to fill that second seat who I think Sebastian Vettel is going to be the first driver. And with Toro Rosso with Gasly there is going to, has an open seat as well. So five open seats, six open seats, I apologize, for the 2021 season. Where would Hamilton go if Hamilton didn't re-sign with Mercedes? Uh, maybe Aston Martin. Maybe that would be interesting to see because then he would be the number one driver probably. Well, yeah, absolutely. Every anywhere he goes, he's going to be the number one driver. But like I said, Lance Stroll's probably going to go there. Okay, Lance Stroll's going to probably go there. We don't know yet. Because well, I mean, it's kind of safe to assume almost, but yeah. it's, it's all just speculation at this point, right? So, and my curiosity is with those two Haas seats that are open. Yes, like I said I think it behooved Gene Haas to get a, an American driver in there. Make a little more attention to the American, for the American fan base who want to maybe see a Formula One driver. Who the reason why they don't see Formula One is because there's no driver representing them in yeah. Formula One. That's Not necessarily representing, but we said it last week. Formula One is like the Olympics of auto racing. You got most countries represented in there. Used to be more, used to be less, but man, you got no American drivers. Yeah, but it's it's used it's known as a European sport. As far as the updated driver lineup looks i think those two hot seats are probably the biggest news out of just the driver lineup in general yeah and we talked about that last week and i i don't see really any problem with that i think they need a change i so i really would like to see maybe like a nico hokenberg be brought in maybe two Haas, but i'm not sure uh still looking at that second alpha tower seat i mean danny daniel caviat is not a awful driver He's a good driver. I don't see why they may, might not re-sign him to Alpha Tauri. Pierre Gasly's good, so that's why they re-signed him. But Alex Albon for Red Bull, I mean, he there's a case that could be there that maybe they don't bring him back. 
I don't know why. This is his first year in that seat. Why not bring him back for a shot at developmental development, at least, you know? I mean, you can't. I don't like it when teams do that, regardless if it's Formula One, NASCAR, or whatever form of auto racing. Yeah, consistency and performance plays a big role in you keeping a seat. Mm-hmm. But, man, if you don't let that driver develop, imagine if Lewis Hamilton didn't get a chance to develop. Sebastian Vettel, Michael Schumacher, Ayrton Senna. Imagine if you didn't get those guys a chance to develop, then where would they be? I think Red Bull's just, they're at the point where they're 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 wanting to stay competing with Mercedes, but they're, they're, they want to do it now. I mean, Max Verstappen oh, yeah. is just one guy. I think they're looking for somebody else that's going to be kind and of there, then, too. And even then, this last week, Max Verstappen had a puncture, which took yeah. him out of the race. Yeah, and then Alex Albon, he, I think, I guess he got back in the gas a little too quickly, yep, and he just turned the that. car around near and, the end. So. Well, we'll get more into that in the covering of the races, because I have my own opinion about that whole race. It was bogus to me, but one more piece of news, and this is from you as well. Mike Wheeler called up to be Bubba Wallace's crew chief for the... 23-11 racing team piloted by Bubba Wallace. Why is that big for you? This is a crew chief that's going to get a shot. I mean, he's he's got some wins in other series in, in years past. I think this is this he's it's his time to show. Yep, he's currently with uh, the 95 team in Lafayette Family Racing as a race director. Yeah. And I think he's going to, This is yeah, this is his shot. If the driver, if this is Bubba Wallace's shot for a good seat, this is his Mike Wheeler's time to shine and have yeah. all the equipment there at his needs in order to make that team successful. And I'm looking forward to that team. Yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty stoked about this. It's new gonna be team. a lot of fun to watch, man. It's gonna be a lot of fun to watch. But man, relatively short news segment here. Because there's really not a lot going on. We're just gearing up, getting ready for the final races for all three series in NASCAR. It's gonna be a lot of fun and but we do have a lot to cover about these three, four races this weekend, Truck Xfinity Cup and the Formula One race. So we're going to go ahead and get into that because we do have a lot to talk about, yep. a lot to de- uh, dissect and, de- and diagnose, diagnose here. I can't even pronounce the words. I mean, the races were either up high or down low, but we'll get more into that after these messages. All right, Matt, before we shift gears into our next segment, this is uh, probably a good time to tell all the listeners at home about uh, our online store, uh, teesprings.com forward slash stores forward slash in the marbles. Uh, you know, it's getting cold outside. It we, is getting cold. We woke up this morning. It was in the 40s. Yeah, it was. Uh, you know, we've got hoodies, long sleeves, shirts. You know, I don't know what else we got out there. Well, we got a cell phone case that I just bought and put on my cell phone oh so we have accessories as well absolutely so the store is growing the so store is growing store is growing so uh you know teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash into marbles go out there and you know buy shirts hoodies you know show everybody out there that you are a race fan and you want to keep warm as well because we're That's getting right. into the fall and the winter months so if you go to teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash into marbles we're running a discount, discount code 10% off. If you type in the discount code USMC, that is for the Marine Corps' 244th birthday Semper coming up. Fidelis, yep. Yeah, so uh, teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash in the marbles. It's a mouthful for everybody at home, I know, but uh, 10% off. So if you type in USMC, USMC, you get 10% off, and that's running now through November the 14th. So teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash in the marbles for all of your in the marbles merchandise. Go out and buy some and uh, show it off. 
All right, as we check out our weekend review here, we always start off with checkers and wreckers. And Preston, I got a couple checkers, one wrecker okay. from this whole weekend here. But to get things started, like I said before, this weekend was hit or miss for me. It was either a home run or it was a complete ground ball or 3 two, one you know, out there in baseball. I don't know baseball. Triple play? A trip, uh, yeah, it was, you know, it was either a hit or a miss, and it was that simple, man. But my first checker here, what a race. Grant Infinger winning, punching his way in, was it not necessarily a need to win, but needed to win and wanted to win. That's the best way to get into the final four there in any series is to win. And Grant Infinger did it. Man, he's he's going to be tough to beat at Phoenix. We'll get more into that here in a second. But, man, he did such a great job there. That was a fun race to watch that truck race. My second checker is I'm going to start calling him the upset king. Harrison Burden in the Xfinity Series. Second race in a row. Disrupting what those chase drivers are trying to do. Sorry, playoff drivers are trying to do in order to secure their win into Phoenix. And, no, Harrison Burton said, I'm having none of that. I'm going for it, and I'm winning, and I've won two in a row, and I might just win Phoenix, too, in order to show <laughs> you guys what's going on. And he's just fun to watch. He's a lot of fun to watch, and, man, he's going to be something one day, I yeah, feel, there in the Cup Series. He's definitely going to move up the Cup year before we know, and it's going to be a lot of fun watching him, maybe in that 21 seat. Never know. Ooh. Well, he's a Toyota driver, isn't he? Yeah, he's a Toyota driver. Uh, maybe. Uh, I would say the 95, but ugh. Yeah. Ooh. But, oh, man. <laughs> your checkers are all over the board, it seems like. What are your checkers from this weekend, and why did you pick him? All right, so my checkers from this weekend are from all three series, uh, Trucks, Xfinity, and Cup. And I gave my checkers to every series, all four drivers that made it to Phoenix, because what a heck of a season it has been. It has been a heck of a season, and, man, I I tell you what, man, some surprises here throughout the weekend with, I think, mainly the Cup. Yeah, I think the Cup might have probably been the most craziest of the weekend. No, I disagree with you there. 100%. Well, I mean, as as far as maybe people getting in. No, I, again, you don't think so? I again, disagree with you there that okay. it wasn't that crazy. I'll, I'll get more into that when I rate the race because, oh, boy. Oh, <laughs> some people might be surprised out there and in the Marvels Nation, but so all we'll just say all twelve drivers who made it to the chase or to the final four here, we'll throw it up again on YouTube and all three series. Okay, I could live with that. It's and been a crazy COVID season. It has been a crazy COVID season, twenty twenty COVID season. But you don't have any records here, but I have one record. Oh well, let's hear about it. I have one record, and that is Kevin Harvick. Nine wins of the season and could not pull it off, man. Could not pull it off. And I got a sound clip here post-race there from Martinsville about him talking about it after the race ended. Did everything he could. Tried to, He spun Kyle Busch coming off a turn four, which, in my opinion, if you're going to do that, do it as Spin out to Benedetto. He was racing to Benedetto hard. Spin, if you need the caution or that place that bad, spin out to Benedetto and try to get in on the restart, man. Mm-hmm. He, I think he did it at the wrong place, wrong time. But what an amazing save by Kyle Busch. He should have been a winner just for that save there and finish and not losing one position, just 316 and go back in, man. But I got the sound clip here. I want you guys to listen to it. It's Kevin Harvick post-race from Martinsville and just 
listen to what he says, and we'll get more into that here. This is the interview I think that's going to spark a debate here. You know, look, these aren't these championships aren't like winning like Petty and Earnhardt used to win them. You have to, uh, you know, put them together three weeks at a time. And, you know, it comes down to, to one race, and it came down to one race for us tonight and came up short. All right, what he said there about this isn't the same championships as Earnhardt and Petty. Obviously not. A lot of people say Jimmy Johnson isn't a seven-time champion, but we've talked about this on the show a lot where this playoff format, you have to be consistent all year round. And I saw something interesting on, I believe it was Twitter. I wish I would have saved it. Last year, Matt Crafton won the truck championship, exposing a flaw in the playoffs without winning. Ryan Newman almost did that a couple years ago in the Cup Series. Ryan Newman almost did in the Cup Series, but Matt Crafton last year in the Truck Series did it without a win, and he won a championship in a win emphasis format that NASCAR has now. He did it. On the flip side of that, you look at Kevin Harvick's 2020 season, nine wins. I saw two of them. He was dominating. We thought he was going to go head-to-head with Denny Hamlin at Phoenix for the championship for all of it and didn't do it. Nope. Didn't do it. And man, that and people, and then on the same tweet thread, it said Kevin Harvick exposed a flaw in the format for 2020 for winning all these races. A clear, clearly he's in the lead. I looked at the point standings at if there were no playoffs whatsoever and he's dominating. Yeah. He is ahead so far. He might have locked it up here at Barnesville if the points were the same. But I saw that, and I I wasn't quite – I was on the fence about it. I think this is probably more of an off-season topic, but I want to talk about it now. This playoff format, you either love it or you hate it. There's no in-between. There's no it's okay and no – Oh, we could do better. It's we either either we could do better or get rid of it at all costs. And I want to hear your points of view on that because I'm not a big fan of it. I'm a, I'm kind of a traditionalist when it comes to points, right? Though though I look at Formula One and Lewis Hamilton running away with it, he could secure it here, not this weekend, but next weekend in Turkey, he could secure the championship. And at that point, it's just what's the point to watch? Yeah. But then if you get a race season like 1992, which is far and few between in the NASCAR series where you had six drivers mathematically involved in it and a point, a five points for leading a lap and five points for leading the most lap, and that strategy, it's, it's great. You're on mm-hmm. the edge of your seat the whole time, yeah. and you earn it. But, man, I, don't, I, I can't really... I think it has to do I, with... It, it's so tough. It's so tough to kind of wrap your head around there. So what I think, what I'm kind of starting to figure out about the whole playoff format is when we talk about when we talk about 1992 is back in 1992 it wasn't all about winning it was just being consistent but i think nowadays i think it's just i I think it might have to do as a generation thing i think nascar thinks that the generation now thinks that like they want just win 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 that's all they want to see is win 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 absolutely and me i have my reservations about the current playoff system some yeah Sometimes don't. I mean, I don't love it. No, I don't either. I don't, but I don't absolutely hate it. I mean, we saw it creates excitement. Kevin Harvick came into Martinsville 42 points above the cut line, and then he just had bad luck all day long, and look where he ended up. And he lost it. And he lost lost it. So, 
And I think it was premature for me to say you either love it or you hate it because there are some moments in the NASCAR playoffs era, I guess you could say, where it is fun. And, yep. and on our pre-race show, I checked Harvick in. Clear favorite to win. There's yep. no way Kevin Harvick, unless he has a bad day like we talked about on the pre-race show, that he doesn't make it into the Final Four unless he has a bad day and Kurt Busch wins. And a driver who was needed in the need to win, which a need to win driver did win that race. Not necessarily need to win, but one that was below the cut line and bumped his way up. And then Koslowski had an up-and-down day. Hamlin didn't really have an up-and-down day. He had a very consistent day all the way through. But, man, Harvick. Yeah. Out of everybody in in that lineup there, in that final eight going into, into Martinsville, I did not think Kevin Harvick would do what he did and be out of it. Well... And a lot of people say it's because of the playoff format. Okay, like, I think I can. I think I can elaborate on why that right. is, and it's because of the stages. I think. I think. So I. I know that I always get on the soapbox about this whole the whole stage thing because the stage thing drives me crazy nowadays. Right. So with Kurt Busch, we know that he was in a must win situation. He had to win, so they weren't worried. So about, was Truex. Yeah. So they weren't worried about stage points. They were just worried. True. I mean, um, Kurt Busch was way out there. Oh, yeah. Truex could get stage points. They they were working on stage points as well. But Kurt Busch, they were on the strategy of they weren't worried about finishing in the stages. They were setting up to just hang out and try and stay up there. And then towards the end, they were going to really hammer it down and try to dial the car in. Right. So I think what I think the stages are the ones that killed Kevin Harvick is because when he got behind in those different scenarios of the bad luck, it's just when you have stage racing. You're talking about cautions every, you know, so many laps. And that's what another thing that kills me, too, is is for another day is that after every stage, it's a caution and it counts towards the cautions. And then you run these caution laps off the next stage. And that's what's killer. Yeah, we're going to get more into that when the truck race comes up, because holy cow. Man, yeah, I got was, a lot to there talk was about that when there. the truck so race I, comes up. I think what people are saying is I think it's the stages that killed him. And that's why the playoffs are killing it. But, you know, we are starting to see it again. People are divided. Some people are old school like I am. I kind of like the point system from the early 2000s where right. it was just consistency is key. And then some people are like, they love the winning, they love the stages and everything, and I'm just not keen on that altogether sometimes. And so. I think we could talk about this more in the in the off season, but I wanted to bring that up because Harvick said this isn't like Earnhardt and Petty yeah. in their championships. This is like you have to take it three weeks at a time, which everybody knows going into the playoffs that this is it. 10 race playoff format and you got one set, two set, three sets. And in the final race there at Phoenix. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you have to get through the wild cards of Dayton of Talladega and the Roval Martinsville, Bristol. You have all these wild cards thrown in there and anything could happen. It's clearly it did. And a lot of people said on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook that, and I should have done a Hey man about it, but it was, this this whole section of things, Kansas, they blamed him, the aero package, not being able to pass Joey Logano there. Well, Joey Logano was in the lead, had the front down force. Harvick couldn't do it. Then they blamed the rain in Texas. Oh, it was raining when Harvick hit the wall. That's NASCAR's fault. And in here, it was just everything else. And it was just kind of like, quit making excuses for the guy. Yeah. You know, he could have very easily have won one of those races, I think, given the season that he had. He could have very easily have done 
better. You just had, it's just one of those things. The top guy going into the playoffs, the regular season champion, the guy with nine wins, two in the first three races of the playoffs, Darlington and Bristol. And then guess what? Just going to do it, man. Nope. And it's just one of those things, man. And I think that's what makes these playoff formats interesting is because you don't necessarily have those guys. You got to be good every week. We talked about it on the pre-race show. You have to have all your T's crossed and I's dotted Mm -hmm. in order to be considered for a chance for that championship. And Bowman, Truex, Kurt Busch, and Kevin Harvick couldn't get it done when they needed to get it done. And that is just the nature of this beast. Now, are we going to see changes in the future? Possibly. I think with the dwindling TV numbers that NASCAR is experiencing, especially with these playoff formats in the current form that it is, trying to make it a, like a March Madness thing, like some uh, trying to uh, adopt another sports, yeah, what works for them into their formats. I think we might see a change here soon. Am I holding my breath? Absolutely not. But at the same time, well, we'll have to wait and see. But that's kind of my rant here because, holy cow, man, you cannot. I mean, Kevin Harvick. Yeah. Kevin Harvick. I I think they'd be better off going back to just the whole, just 10 races and then that's it. You know, 10, 10 race playoff. And, and I didn't mind the chase for the cup yeah. format where it was, hey, everybody in here has 10 races. Go for it. Be consistent because you could be on the bottom and work your way up. But on the same case, the guys who... Started at the bottom, let's say uh, Cole Custer was bottom tier. He could have won and put himself into that round of 12. Yeah. And then won again and put himself into the round of eight. And so far, I mean, he had the same equipment as Harvick. Stuart Haas driver, though a rookie, but has one win in the season. He's proven that he could win. I don't know, man. We're just going to have to wait and see. And that's like, shouldn't we say that a lot on this show. We just have to wait and see, but it's the truth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It is the truth. But we're going to get more into that in the offseason, but we're going to go ahead and get into the rating of the races. And here's my rating of the races for the cup race. Okay. And the reason I rated it okay, because I didn't see it as exciting. I didn't see the drive and the passion from anybody. The only time I saw passion and the attempt to do anything you can do was Kevin Harvick on the final lap, on the final turn, trying to spin out Kyle Busch. That Which was probably a little... A late move. A late move. Probably, like you about said, that. probably should have done a little bit earlier. Yeah, right? he should have done it way earlier with another driver. I mean, oh, well, get out of the way. Yeah. And, and then he calls the caution, stacked everything up, and then we would have seen a crazy finish there at the end of Martinsville. But it was okay for me. It just wasn't – it didn't live up to the hype, I okay. feel. And if I had the, you know, the old school system, it might have been in the threes or fours rating. Uh, yeah. Because it just yeah. wasn't what I expected out of a cup driver. It's a top – Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner racing series in the country in the united states with the best drivers in the world going for a championship or a spot at the championship and trying to get themselves in there and i didn't see that chase Elliott was on a rail did dominated the race oh well and keselowski did it a few years ago he earned that win good for him we thought he wasn't going to be a factor at the short tracks he proved us wrong yeah <laughs> i'm gonna have put my tail in between my legs there but man <laughs> It just wasn't, I didn't see anybody else doing anything. I felt like it was status quo, few cautions for incidents, but not really anything crazy, but none of the beating and banging, like I said. They were beating and banging, but it wasn't, and we go back to the short track package, yeah. and we go back to this topic. This wasn't a good cutoff race for the cup. I don't care what anybody says out there. It wasn't good. It wasn't It wasn't a good race at all. I love this enthusiasm from you right now. Man, this it, is good. It's a short track package that they have in the cup level right now. We'll get more into that in the off season because we can make it whole dedicate a whole episode on why short track racing in NASCAR sucks right now. People want more short tracks. I don't want them because they suck right yeah. now. Absolutely suck. Xfinity race, just the same as the cup race. It was okay. Again, you're going for a shot at the championship at Phoenix. Harrison Vernon, though he was my checker, you know, surprise winner right there. And an up-and-comer, fun to watch. I didn't think it was the same. It wasn't fun. It, it was fun to watch, but it wasn't like, oh, man, this is great. I'm going to remember it. But I tell you what I will remember. That truck race. Outstanding truck race. Outstanding. But I will say this. I was watching it at work, and one of my friends was there watching it with me. And, of course, I had the scanners up and everything. And I was listening to Matt and he had to win. He was, I mean, the he was up and down all day. It was great to watch. Caution came out. I forget what happened. It was an accident. But the cautions kept winding down. The race, the laps were winding down, and the cautions were adding up. The caution laps were adding up. And Crafton got very animated on the radio. He was mad at NASCAR because, and I feel him, They should. it shouldn't take that long for a car to spin out, do a jet dryer, or blower around the track to make sure all the debris gone mm-hmm. and get the green flag racing. Took him seven laps in order to get back to green flag racing. Yeah, that doesn't make any and sense. Holy cow. Matt Crafton was understandably frustrated at NASCAR. Why can't we go? I mean, the TV's only we're watching only what the TV can provide for us. Unless you were there and see, oh okay, they're doing something in on this end of the track. You can't really tell what's going on. Yeah. But Crafton was understandably mad. Didn't make it to the final four and man, I was disappointed. But that was I was expecting if that truck race was outstanding for me, which it was, what's the Xfinity gonna be like? Disappointment for me. Oh man, what's the cup race gonna be like if the truck race was that good? Disappointing for me. And that's why all three two OKs, one outstanding, and the Formula One race was a dud. But before we get into Formula One, I want to hear what your rating of races were. And then we'll get into Formula One more okay. so. Yeah, I, I thought all three of them were outstanding. I thought it was just good racing. I mean, I myself like short track racing in general. Maybe the packages aren't up to par for some people, but 
I listened to most of the races over the weekend, uh, especially the Cup Series. I was able to listen to that, listen to that one from green flag to checkered flag, and it right. just. I don't know. When you listen to the radio, it sounds much more exciting than watching on TV anyways. It, and so, it, and I, I'll give it to you there. The PRN or MRN, whatever one they had on there this weekend, is a lot more fun to listen to at some times than the television broadcast. Not that I don't like the broadcast team, but holy cow, man. It was just disappointing for me, except everything for, but the trucks was disappointing for me. How you rated them outstanding Hey man, that's your that's your opinion, and you're entitled to it. But I didn't see it. I didn't see an outstanding race from the Cup Series or the Xfinity Series. I saw a mediocre attempt at what they call a race, and it was disappointing for me. From green flag to checker flag, especially for the Cup, you guys are the again top drivers in the country mm-hmm. and the most premier series in the country, and you're just gonna oh 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 I'll try on the final turn on the final left and try to make something interesting. Kevin Harvick, disappointing man. That's understandable. I now you kind of know my frustration sometimes when I read the races differently oh, on certain man. tracks. <laughs> We're going to go back to Formula One here because I got something to tell you. I got something to tell you. My Formula One race. Okay, so but before we get into Formula One here, anything else about NASCAR? I'm 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 very disappointed. What- well, there was that one. Uh, I didn't really think it was necessary to really. Well, there was a couple things I didn't really think to bring up, but. Uh, Chase out the Chase Elliott pit stop where they thought they were over the wall too soon, and then Jackman oh, got it back that. on the wall. That clutch hey, move, man. Yeah, clutch awesome. Move. And I tell you, that guy deserves if they win the championship next week, deserves five hundred thousand dollar bonus. Yeah, because I didn't even know that was a rule. I know if you're over the wall before before two pit stalls, that's a penalty. Yeah, but he did the right thing because he noticed it right there in the and moment. And he went back and touched. I didn't know you could go back and touch the wall. Yeah. But apparently that's the way. If you correct yourself, that's technically a penalty right there. You slowed down the pit stop. He lost a few places. Didn't matter. He was his car yeah. was locked on all day. But holy cow. Great job on that guy to do that because that was a clutch move. That was a race-winning move. It kept him up in consensus and instead of going to the tail end of the longest line, nope, keep your position. Yeah. And man, I thought that was going to shake it up because they said, oh, over the wall too soon. It's like, oh man, is this, oh man, they just lost a race. And I'm like, nope. Nope. He corrected it. Good on him. Kudos, man. I, they, he should have been one of my checkers, man. Because, yeah, he should have cow, been. Uh, the other thing was the whole Eric Jones fiasco when they were telling him not to pass Hamlin. And a lot of people, you yeah, know, they, NASCAR said they were investigating it. But what investigating can you do if you, I mean, that's a team organization. That's Joe Gibbs. Yeah, that's if, you're tell, if you're telling your driver not to pass Hamlin and he doesn't do it, then he's not going to do it. I mean, I forgot when it was. And if I were Eric Jones, I I don't have to listen to you. You're firing me, bringing up Christopher Bell at right, the next season. Yeah. Who cares what you say? I don't care what you say. But at the same time, I must say this. Formula One's notorious with that. Yeah. I remember, I forget which race. I had it written down in my notes somewhere in my old notebook from this show. Michael Schumacher was in second. Barrichello was in the lead. I forget the year offhand. I forget. It's like 2003. It was early 2000s. Where Barrichello was dominating this race. Lewis Hamilton dominating this race. Just doing great. He deserved to win. And the team came over and said, Michael Michael needs the points in order to secure a championship. Move over. Mm. And he moved over on the final turn of the final lap which gave it to Schumacher, and Schumacher did the class act of giving him the top podium and giving him the winner's trophy. He won that race. Yeah. And Schumacher knew it. But 
there's nothing. I think that's another. That should be one of the topics on the offseason. Team orders. Are they good? Are they bad? Yeah, that could. Stay that, tuned that later. Could be a good one. Stay tuned later in the offseason to check that out because yeah. it's going to be a lot of fun. Getting a lot of ideas for the offseason. I don't want to give them away because then what are we going to talk about in the offseason? Yeah, uh, it's going to keep be, people on their toes. It, it was tough to talk about stuff in the <laughs> offseason last year, but we're learning this year. Yeah, but my uh, that was NASCAR again. Three outstandings for Preston. Two OKs and an outstanding for me. The truck race was the best, I think, out of the whole weekend. Race of the week right there for the trucks. What's your race of the week? The trucks probably as well. Yeah, it, that was just so much fun to watch. And I mean, like, I, like I've always said in years past, uh, and uh, years past, episodes past that, I always enjoy truck series racing anyways. I think I find yeah. it very exciting. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Time, so. But then we get into Formula One, man. And my Formula One was, of course, I said it earlier, I gave it away, a dud. And he... And, how do you rate the Formula One race before it we was? Go on? I, it was okay. I thought it was okay. Now that's surprising for me because usually you're like, "Oh, that was outstanding." Lucy yeah. did such a good job. Yeah. But here's the reason why I rated it a dud. Valtteri Bottas had a great start, was in the lead. I don't even care that Daniel Kvyat is that how you pronounce his name? Kvyat. Uh, yeah, Daniel Kvyat was out at lap nine. That's a bummer. That's just one of those things with Formula One. Every, You know, a five-cent piece probably broke on the alternator, and he was out of the race. I don't know exactly what happened to him. But that was, I'm watching the race. Safety car came out, I think, for Verstappen. Well, towards the end? It wasn't towards the end. It was, like, in the middle. Who was it for? The safety car that came out. Um, it was a big wreck or something like that. I forget I forget exactly why the safety car came out. came out. But here's my problem. At that point... Botas already passed the start finish, just passed the pits. Yeah. He then, Lewis was behind him naturally, and they said, Lewis pit. And Lewis pitted, got that free pit stop that everybody always talks about that's, that's happens really good with the safety car. Everybody bunches up, and he takes over and wins. I think that's such a BS call by Formula 1. I, I hate. First of all, I hate Formula One. I'm starting to really hate Formula <laughs> One here. But that if the caution comes out or the safety car to the point where the track is blocked or something's happening on the track right there, you need to shut down the pits. Right. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. Do what NASCAR does, close the pits. No more of this free pit stop bull crap that Formula One's notorious for and gives Hamilton the, lead, the win. I can't stand Lewis Hamilton. I don't like Lewis Hamilton. I, if he retired tomorrow, I'd be like, finally, get the hell out of Formula One. I don't like him. I don't like him. He's, he's for one, a little whiny baby all the time if he doesn't win. Oh, something happened and this and that. And then he does win. He's like, oh, you guys are the best. It's like, I can't stand the guy. I can't stand Lewis Hamilton, and it's really starting to make me not like Formula One, which is a bummer because I really used to like Formula One. But Formula One now has become like this thing where if you're in the right place at the right time, and you can say that about any form of motorsports, if you're in the right place at the right time, you're going to do well and you're going to yeah. win. But the fact that he got a free pit stop under that, which is crap for me, and I uh, I can't even really talk about it right now because it makes me so angry <laughs> that – Lewis Hamilton won this race off of a technicality off of the, oh, coming in pit. The heck with Botas. As yeah. long as Botas finishes second, we claim our seventh, you know, Constructors' Championship. Who, I, I can't stand it, man. And I'm glad you're the Formula One guy because if I was the Formula One guy, I'd make Formula One look really bad right now. 
I think you were for, first of all, you were it wasn't Kvyat, it was Pierre Gasly that was out early. Kvyat finished fourth. Oh, I apologize for this. Yeah, so, see, again, that shows how much I know. I I saw Gasly. Yeah, yeah, it was Gasly. I don't think it um I but think I, I say, think I don't remember the wreck, but I know what you are talking about when that happened. But I can't remember who it was that brought it out. Right. But he got a free pit stop out yeah. of it. Mm-hmm. It's like borderline cheating, in my yeah. opinion. And of course it's in the rules. They don't close pit road unless Something happened like what happened in Italy where yeah. the pit road was closed, and which justifiably they penalized Hamilton. But that, and but that, that's a totally, that right there that's a took whole, that's a whole, too long. That's a totally different topic than what we're talking about now. Yeah. And, man, it just made me so mad that Lewis Hamilton won that race based on that. Oh, I can't, I can't do it anymore, man. And then guess what? I'm going to tell everybody this right now. Don't even bother listening for if you want to hear – my in the my rate the race for Formula One come Turkey if he wins it all don't even bother I'm not even bothering watching watching it you might you you can talk about Formula One all you yeah, want yeah I'll watch it still. but am I gonna nah no absolutely not, not. <laughs> it's stupid oh man I, I'm so frustrated man I can't I can't stand it he always mm, I can't do it I can't do it anymore. I, okay, so I can. I, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to tell me why this race was okay for you. Again, I'm gonna pull it off here because you you went against me all yeah. all <laughs> weekend except for the truck race, which we agreed on. But you're gonna have to explain to me why that that was an okay race for you. I mean, I tried to hold out some hope. So this past weekend, they moved. They had a different format where they only practiced one time, and then we had qualifying in the same day. And I tried to hold out hope, but. Mercedes locking up in practice and then locking up and qualifying. I was like, all right, so this is almost like another. This is the same thing again, you know. Cause it's like everybody else is set. It's like Mercedes has everybody set on easy, and every and Mercedes is set on expert. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like everybody has Mercedes set on expert in the game, and Mercedes has everybody set on easy. But okay, I apologize. No, that's that, that's, that's but almost a pretty good. You, you were talking about how this race was okay, and I want to know why this race was okay for you because wasn't I, for me. I just like I said, I try to I try to look at the whole picture and not just Mercedes up front because once Mercedes gets up front, it's just like ah, now we're just kind of like looking to see what how everybody else is doing in the back. And of course, when it comes down to the constructors championship right now, there's three teams that are all within a point of each other right now for third. So I just kind of look like that. Who so, cares? I don't know. I mean, I still kind of. I think it's still a good team sport, but second like, is the first. Loser. Mercedes and Red Bull are up front, and Racing Point is, I think, still third at the moment. All but, right. Well, yeah. if you find that interesting, go cheering for third, second, third, and fourth. By all means, go ahead. <laughs> See, it was just, it was okay. You know, no, there I was, can't uh, stand it. I can't stand. I guess it was also okay because it was just there was a little bit of drama at the end with Verstappen. What drama? Punch, well, Verstappen puncturing a tire that just. Oh, blow that just Aww. destroyed his hopes. I got nothing. I really, no, didn't. I really have how, nothing. This how is, far back was Max Verstappen when he blew that tire? Uh, I can't quite remember. He and, was and, only and, he was running. And I got my trusty in the marbles phone case for you guys watching on YouTube. I'm going to pull something up here <laughs> because it's such crap. What Formula One is, and this, oh gosh, I Max Verstappen blew a tire. That was oh, Preston. I'm disappointed in you. I listen. I got. I, I agree with you. I really, I, I mean, I don't hate Lewis Hamilton. I think he's a good guy. But I don't like, hate him either. I just, I mean, congratulations for Ricardo for getting a podium. Good for him. But finished fourth, third place, finished fourteen seconds behind. Yeah. 
you know, I, I don't and, know. Oh, and also, so there were, oh, the whole race, Botas and the team were talking about they were having a problem. They had some debris that came off from an accident early on. Yeah. And they showed, they took a picture of the piece of debris that got, I guess, lodged up under the car or something. They said it was affecting the car. Well, it doesn't really look like it was affecting it that much if they finished second. No, it didn't. <laughs> so, man, I but that's go- all they do is just talk about how. Botas and them, they were just talking about how much they were worried the entire time, but it didn't seem like they should have been worried at all. Yeah, it didn't really second. affect them at all, I, so, as far as I could tell. I don't know. Man, maybe, maybe Formula, I'm holding out hope that yeah, Formula One yeah, changes yeah, coming for hope. that agreement. Whatever. You know, just like with NASCAR and their, whenever the next the, the gen, gen car comes car. out. I Again, man. we have to make a t-shirt about this. We'll have to wait and see. <laughs> yes, we'll have to we wait and see. To. Hopefully it gets better. <laughs> But hey, going into um, this week at Phoenix, shifting gears over here to NASCAR again, our playoff tree has com- been completed all but one spot, and that's that championship spot here. The four going for a championship there for the Gander Outdoor Truck Series are Sheldon Creed, Grant Infringer, Brett Moffitt, and Zane Smith. Real quick, fire here. Preston, who do you got there out of those four? Sheldon Creed. Okay, good pick. I'm going to go for Grant Infinger. He's had a great season. I finally got his truck here. Yeah, from did. Daytona. But okay, so Sheldon Creed for you, Zane or Grant Infinger for me for the Xfinity Series. Chase Briscoe, Justin Allgaier, Justin Haley, and Austin Sendrick. Starting off with you again. Who do you got going into that final spot there to win the championship for <sighs> the Xfinity Series? This is tougher. Yeah, this one's really tough. Um, See, it comes down between Austin Cindric and Chase Briscoe. I agree. I completely agree and with I you. I think because those I'm going to go been, Austin Cindric. Those two have been on top of it. So if you're going Cindric, I'm going Briscoe. Yeah, I'm going to go Cindric. Okay, I'm going Briscoe there. I have a good feeling about that one for me. Okay, and then the final four, of course, for the uh, trucks or for the Cup Series. I apologize. Logano, Elliott, Kozlowski, and Denny Hamlin. Going to go for you again. Go out with you again. Who do you got going? And then fill that um, spot for his cup championship. Man, this uh, is tougher. Yeah, this one's. And a- if you want more details about this, unhinged race day, unhinged exclusively on the unhinged sports network every race day at nine a.m. And you're gonna get more. I feel like I need us. to think about this a lot, but if I wanted to rapid fire, I'm gonna probably say Brad Keselowski. I'm going Team Penske on this one. Oh, good call, good call on Brad Keselowski. I would go with Keselowski, but I'm going with Hamlin. Okay, I would that's normally not a bad go. Pick I either. would normally go with Kozlowski, but I think Hamlin might do it this year. I said this. I said this last year, and it totally backfired on me. But I think Denny Hamlin's got it this year, man. I, I think he does. But good pick, nonetheless. So you got Cindric, Kozlowski, and Sheldon Creed. I got Infinger, Briscoe, and Hamlin. So two Fords and a Toyota for me, man. We'll see. But upcoming races here for the. NASCAR for the NASCAR races. Final race of this year at Phoenix Raceway there. Cup is going to be going on November 8th at 3 p.m. on NBC. Xfinity, November 7th on NBCSN at 5 p.m. And the trucks, November 6th at 8 p.m. FS1. If the truck race was anything like the race at Martinsville, it's going to be a great one. And if the other two are other like Martinsville, it's going to be a complete utter flop on the face for <laughs> yeah. me so we'll have to wait and see <laughs> there's a t-shirt again we'll yeah, just we'll gotta just, wait and see we're gonna have to make that t-shirt man <laughs> all right with that being said we're gonna get into our final thoughts of this driver of the week and this week in nascar 
after a few ad reads if you're on the Unhinged Sports Network and one of our own ad reads. All right, Preston, before we go into our next segment here, we got something to tell you guys, and not it's not new, but it's continuing to grow. And you know what that is? What is that? Our online store, teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash in the marbles. We woke up this morning and it was freezing. What better time to grab yourself an in the marble hoodie, in the marble t-shirt, in the marble long sleeve shirt. Get ready just for the next year, 2021. With all the things you need in order to show that you're a fan of In The Marbles and racing in general at teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash In The Marbles. And if you use the discount code USMC in honor of the Marine Corps' 244th birthday, you get 10% off your order between now and November 14th. That's teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash In The Marbles. Use that discount code USMC to get 10% off. Go check it out. All right, our final thoughts for episode 59, almost episode 60, man. Yep. It's crazy to think that, but of course, like we start off every In the Marbles final thoughts, we got our In the Marbles 2.0 standings following Martinsville. I think it's a two-horse race, man. SMR R&D with 5,963 points, and Beamer on the Beamer, 5,900 points. Folks, not even going to read the rest. Two-horse race there for the yeah. $100 Amazon gift card. For winning the inaugural season of In the Marbles 2.0, man, it's going to be fun to watch that. It's between those two. Unless, no, there's no unless. No, it's, there's not. It's Beamer <laughs> on a really Beamer not. and SMR R&D. <laughs> been killing it all year for our inaugural season of In the Marbles 2.0. Only have 11. Hoping to have more by the time next season starts. I think we will. Yeah. I think we will for that $100 Amazon gift card. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch this race. Good luck to... Maples and John for that. It's going to be fun. Make sure you're on your A game. Make sure to listen to our free race show, but maybe not follow what we do because holy cow, yeah, what, you, what you guys are doing is more than yeah. sufficient enough in order to do well. Don't listen to us. Yeah, man. It's, 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 oh, that's been fun to watch all year. I should get me a shirt that just says, don't listen to me. Well, not necessarily. I mean, you, you did decent. You finished in the, in fifth. Yeah. But I mean, everybody. But, but you still have a chance to maybe. No, you, well, you have a chance to take me over there. You're within like a hundred and one points. Or well, I'd have to have a stellar race this weekend. It's possible, man. You might. I'm throwing you, everybody that I can in. Yeah, throw everybody you can at it, man. It's going to be a lot of fun, and I think it's in one of those two is going to win it. And on episode sixty, we'll tell you who wins that in the Marbles 2.0 Amazon gift card. But then we go into, again, my favorite part of the show, our driver of the week. And our driver of the week this week is someone I don't think you've ever heard of, and I'd never heard of him until I started doing research on him. Cecil Gordon. No relationship to, 20, to Jeff Gordon, and the only connection they have is they both drove to 24 car. Huh. Cecil Gordon. And didn't have really a highlight career. Didn't really do much. One, no wins. 111 top 10s and zero poles. Best finish points finish was in 1971 and 1973 of third. 449 races over 17 years. So not even a win to his name. A lot of consistency, though. He first started racing in 1968 at 
Greenville Pickens Speedway in the Pickens 200. And in, his last race was in 1985, the Miller High Life 400 there at Richmond, which was the second race of the season. But this I found interesting. Never won a race or a pole and didn't even finish on the lead lap, but got 29 top fives and 111 top tens. Finished third in points three times, or two times, I yeah. apologize. Led 23 laps. Best points, best finish ever in a race. Was second in 1971 at Dover. That sounds just like a lot of consistency. And Cecil Gordon, man, didn't, didn't really have a stellar career, but he was one of those drivers that's like, man, he gave it his all. Yeah. Gave it his all, and oh, well, didn't win, but hey. Very consistent and a couple of top five finishes there in points. Very awesome. So Cecil Gordon, your driver of the week this week and even tomorrow's just we're not reading first win, last win. But Cecil Gordon. Look more into him because it's very interesting what he did in his career. And for this week in NASCAR, we go all the way back to November fifth, nineteen seventy eight. Driving Haas Ellington's number one Chevy sponsored by Hawaiian Tropic. Donnie Allison was victorious in the Dixie 500 at Atlanta International Raceway, now the Atlanta Motor Speedway, taking the checkered flag five car lengths ahead of Hall of Famer Richard Petty. Allison passed third place finisher Dave Marcus on lap 326 of the 328 lap race. As the final three laps were the only ones Allison led that race. The victory in the tenth the victory, the tenth of Allison's career, was also his final one in the Premier Series competition. The victory paid nineteen thousand eight hundred and fifty dollars. And that was your this week in NASCAR. And Preston, I said I would have something to mention on the final thoughts here, and I forgot totally what it was. Uh oh. And I and I'm having a brain fart here and I can't even Think of it. It makes me mad. Yeah, because I've <laughs> and everybody <laughs> wish I would have remembered. I wish it. I would have written it down. Oh no, maybe for next time. No, I got to remember it. It's it's one of those things that's very important. That I I even brought it up. Like I got something to say in the final thoughts segment. Well, did it have to do with NASCAR? I'm sure, I'm sure it had something to do with some form of auto racing. Man, I don't know. I can't even think of it right now. Preston, I can't remember. I'm sure you'll remember it, like when we get signed off. <laughs> yeah, when we sign off, I, I'll bring it up during my uh, during our uh, pre race show. If if I miss it here, I'll bring it up on our pre race show. But man, we're almost done. One more race to go before the end of the season in NASCAR, which has been a crazy one. Which in episode 61, I think we're going to do our season in review here. It's going to be. Great. I think we're going to have highlighted a lot of stuff going on with that. We might as well, in, high, in episode 62, highlight the Formula One season because Hamilton might wrap it up in Turkey. Yeah. So that's going to be, oh boy. But man, um, I really have nothing else. It's been kind of a shortened show, but I think a productive one. I got went on kind of a rant there for Formula One for a little bit. Sometimes we all got to do it. Sometimes we have to go on a rant, man. But uh, you, ha- I mean, do you have anything else that you want to even talk about in this Final Thoughts segment? Nope. I think I'm just looking forward to Phoenix to just see how the Cup Series... Uh, cup, cup. Let's just see how NASCAR finishes out in general. Yeah, man. Like I said, it's just heck of a season, but 
I mean, you got to give them credit where credit is due. They've handled it, and they've squeezed in a full race schedule. They did. So, 100% they did. We'll get more into that in episode 61, I believe. Yeah. We're going to do that. Preston, man, if you got nothing else, man, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap it up here. But before we go, I wanted to just say that I do. I this isn't what I thought about. This is just, um, hey, you know what? Um, crazy election year going on here right now. We're actually we're recording on election day on Tuesday. And regardless of who wins, man, just be an American. Yeah. And... and hold each other up and back each other up no matter what, because we're in such crazy times right now, not just because of COVID, but just because I think it's an election year. This is really an unprecedented year, a year that everybody's going to soon want to forget. But man, I, I just, Hey man, stay strong with each other. You know, regardless of who wins 2020 is going to be 2020 is going to be over before we know it. And we'll be back in Daytona before you know it, bringing you, in the marbles from the Daytona 500. And it's going to be great. I can't wait for that. But man, you know, just man, love each other, man. Yeah. And we all just, we're all humans at the end of the day. We're all humans at the end of the day. We all have different opinions. And that's what makes this country great is that we can all express our opinions however we want. Yep. And it's, regardless if nobody, if somebody disagrees with you, they have the right to say whatever they want to do, whatever they want. And people do. And just, man, it's just one of those crazy things, man. You just got to, Roll with it, man, and accept the outcome sometimes. You do your part by voting and be done with it. Yep. And that's all we could say about that. But you got anything else, Preston? Oh, let's send it away, man. All right, buddy. Go ahead and take us out. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of In the Marvels here on the Unhinged Sports Network. And whatever p- podcast platform you may be listening to, uh, be sure to follow us on our uh, social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube as well. And don't forget to check out our store, teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash in the marbles. For Matt Beamer, I'm Preston Lou. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of your week, and we'll see you after Phoenix. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.